This feast day really is the feast of love. This is the feast of everything that your heart craves for. But in a sense, I think it's the best way to encounter this feast is probably with your eyes closed. Because what you see is so different to what actually is. And there's a sense in which we can come to the Eucharist and what we see is just bread and wine. We just think, well, it's just boring. There's nothing happening here, nothing to see. It is so different to what is actually going on here. What is actually happening here is heaven. What is actually happening here is what your heart craves for at every single moment. This is the feast of love. This is, this is the God given to us. It's so difficult for us to actually grasp the mystery. It's wrapped up in symbol, it's wrapped up in ritual. Because we simply cannot comprehend what is actually in front of us. I often think that the fact that God has made the Mass boring is probably the greatest act of mercy he could ever have done. Because if we could actually see what was happening here, it would kill us. If we could, if we could actually see heaven in our midst, we would not want to go on with life anymore. And so what God has done is he's actually hidden himself, but for a very clear purpose, in that he wants us to learn how to handle our inheritance. That we need to come here to learn how to hold this weight of glory, as St. Paul would call it. That we need to learn how to see with the eyes of our heart and actually start to understand what actually is love. In a world that is so dominated by feeling. If I don't feel it, it's not real. And sadly, in a world where people can be completely surrounded by love and yet still wallow in this pit of rejection because they don't feel it. The Eucharist almost becomes like a training ground. Like the Eucharist becomes the place where God is saying, look, learn how to see the invisible. Learn how to see symbolically what is so real that it's beyond our comprehension. Because what Christ has done is he has taken the death and resurrection, the ultimate revelation of love, of, of a God who would love us when we don't deserve it. At the very point where we are quite literally killing him, he gives himself to us. That, that is love. Love is, love is only love when the other person doesn't deserve it, when, when it is mercy. This death and resurrection given to us. But it's also, as I said, it's also heaven. You know, in the book of Revelation, where John sees heaven opened, and they're singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God of hosts. That's the sign in the Mass when we know that heaven's just opened in front of us. But what they see is the Lamb who has been slain and yet is alive. That image of the crucified and risen Lord where the whole of heaven, all the saints, are gathered around in worship. 
And the way that they worship is by throwing their crowns down at his feet. It's, it's this most beautiful act of humility where they have been crowned with glory and they're all kneeling there saying, we don't deserve this because it's all you. It's everything that you did. That's what we are now caught up in here. Whenever we step into this most boring of places, we have got one foot in heaven and the glory is already starting to be revealed to our hearts. But I think this is where the Eucharist becomes so powerful for us and, and, and really like a training ground for us. Because we need to learn how to see what we can't feel. And this is where I would say for all married couples, the Eucharist needs to be at the centre of your marriage because this is where you're going to learn how to love your spouse. Or rather you're going to learn how to how to see that your, your spouse is already loving you and to learn how to receive it. Because here we don't see any great fireworks, we don't feel anything amazing, but we kind of have to learn how to see the symbolism. We need to hear the message that Christ is speaking to us. As he comes here and gives himself to us in the form of bread, it's so simple we could dismiss it. And we, and we miss the message that he is crying out to us, saying, I love you so much that the God who created the universe would not only humble himself to become a, a child, to become a human with all your weakness, but would then humble himself to become bread. You know, why would that happen? Why would he love you that much? Can you, can you hear him speak that every time you come to the Eucharist? That God is saying, this is how much I love you. This is the madness that drives my love. How much I want to be united with you. That I would allow myself to be a prisoner sitting in the tabernacle. Just waiting for you to come. That was a beautiful line that St. Therese of Lisieux used in one of her poems. Saying that the, the Trinity becomes like a prisoner. Like that Christ is a prisoner in the Eucharist completely love-locked by her. You know, he's so in love with her that he can't move. He just has to sit there waiting for her. But the question is, can you see that? Can you, can you receive that message? You know, to see a God who comes into our hearts, the, the, the very same hearts that we don't really want to go into ourselves. You know, we live so much of our life on the surface of our lives. We, we, we never plumb the depths of our heart and go into our emotions because we know that that is a dark and ugly place. And yet that's the place where Christ wants to call his own heaven. He wants to make that his dwelling place and to say that that is his paradise. That's, that's the only place he wants to be. Can you receive that mercy? Yes, so many Catholics come to the Mass feeling unworthy and they leave the Mass feeling unworthy because they've not, been allowed, they've not allowed themselves to actually receive the message of what Christ speaks. That you are his heaven, you are his dwelling place. You know, can you receive the message of what he's saying about your, your destiny? That you are now being drawn into the unity of the Trinity. 
Because if Christ is in you and Christ is in the Trinity, you are now in heaven. Already it started. Can you actually allow that truth to sink in? Can you allow that truth to shape your identity so that you start to see yourself differently? You're not just another worthless human being trying to survive. You're now a divine person. You are now a person caught up in the unity of the Trinity. You're part of the body of Christ. I think this is where we need to go beyond the doctrine. We, we, we need to allow it to actually start to sink in and shape us and change us. So you would now know who you are. The challenge when we come to the Eucharist is really about can we really see? Can we really see what's happening? Not, not just with our eyes, but can we see with our hearts? And can we allow that truth to really penetrate, to really receive it? I think if we can allow this to happen, everything else will change. In your marriages, where you so often find yourself running out of love or running out of mercy, this is where you need to be tapped into the, the fountain. This is where the source of love just has to be pouring into you. But really, this is where the real healing needs to take place. You know, I think this is where we need to realize that the Eucharist is the place where everything gets healed. If you can bring your hurt to the Eucharist. So I think this would be my simple encouragement to you today. Be aware of the blockages in everything that I've just said. What are the things that you can't believe? I can't actually believe that God would love me this much. I can't believe that he would actually want to dwell with me, be merciful to me. Those are the areas of brokenness that need to be healed. So I'd simply suggest that the starting point is that as we come today to receive Christ in the Eucharist, ask him to heal all that rejection. Ask him to heal all the loneliness, all the pain, all that bad self-image that creates a blockage to actually claiming our inheritance. All those ways that the enemy has lied to us trying to steal our true identity. Allow the power of the Eucharist to break through and allow it to really transform us powerfully this day so that when we do come here, it really can be a covenant. That, that, that in all truth, this can be Christ giving himself to us and us giving ourselves back to him. This can be the, an exchange of persons. Like It's not just a ritual. It's not just a symbol. But that this could be the point where we say, Lord, I'm yours. I acknowledge all that you have given me, all the ways that you have loved me. Change me in, the, in my very depths so that I can now live every moment of my life for you.